0: Hello there my friend, hope you're having a wonderful day. So today we have a guest, Noha Pollock. She has been practicing pediatrics in Union City in Bayonne, New Jersey since 1996. She was the first doctor in her extended family to go to medical school and then the floodgates just opened. And now because of her, she has five other cousins that are now in medicine. And Noha loves pediatrics because she knows that you can make a difference and a young person's life that will last them a lifetime. She is so passionate about advocating for healthy living in preteens and teens by helping them love their body, because we know that's where it starts, right? And she also focuses on the importance of mindset as well as their habit. This is her way of making a difference in the world. And she wants to help all of us use the right language to communicate about health rather than weight so that we can help our children grow. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Miracles and Wellness Podcast. My name is Clarissa Booker, and I'm a holistic coach and beauty expert. I'm here to empower and motivate you to improve your health and lose weight by adding more whole plant foods into your lifestyle. In addition, kick stress to the curb. So be open to receive, because I believe that miracles are for everyone. Hello, Noha. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. It's I... wonderful to be with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you were here. I'm super excited about today because I feel like this is so important for everybody. So, what had you get started in when you were doing pediatrics, focusing more on wellness for children? I think that's simply amazing.
1: So I am a pediatrician. I've been practicing for 25, almost 26 years. And I loved what I do. In the last 10 years or so, I've been seeing many more teenagers and preteens coming in crying when they look at the scale numbers. When they come in, they don't want us to weigh them. They're avoiding it. They're sometimes they're having arguments with their parents. So that's been going on for a while. But then once the pandemic hit the last couple of years, it got much worse. And the kids really have body image issues. And that's why I feel this is the place for me to focus now. Because um, it's even bigger than general pediatrics now, you know, um, how kids feel emotionally about everything, including their own body.
0: Oh, yes, for sure. And I, I mean, I feel that, I mean, it just starts so young and then we just grow up and then we start having like body issues. So I think this is awesome. And so how do you feel that like parents can help out whenever their children are going through these?
1: Yeah, so there's a few points I'd really love parents to know. Number one, let's talk to our children, all of us about going on a health journey instead of a weight loss journey with especially kids between 10 and 18, they're very fragile, their body image and their self esteem is so fragile. If you only talk about weight, and they don't lose weight, then they feel terrible about themselves like they're failures. But if you say we're going on a health journey, and all they feel is that they can walk faster, Mm -hmm. or they can jump higher, then they have fulfilled that goal. And they will feel better about themselves instead of looking at a number like
0: a weight. So I feel like that's something really important for all of us to learn. And so do you find that parents, they just do you find that they wind up talking about weight a lot without maybe noticing it? They do. They come into the
1: office and I often ask what concerns you about your child's health. And they always say their weight, their weight, they're overweight, they're fat, Um, you know, etc. So I'm trying to just help with the language first, and then with the actions with each individual parent. And that's why I'm speaking about it. And I'd really love to speak a lot more about it to, to tell you the truth, please.
0: And so yeah, definitely like the the emotional piece and how it affects you. Super important. Yeah. And do you find that it's easy for you to talk, talk to them, that they're really open? Or is there like maybe like a disconnect sometimes?
1: So with parents, um, I feel like there is definitely a definite disconnect. They don't get it. They just want their kid to, you know, to lose the weight. And um, another thing that they they talk to me a lot about is they say, well, their father has diabetes, and if they keep going this way, they're going to get diabetes. And they keep mentioning that over and over to the child and the child becomes so stressed out about possibly getting diabetes from their weight issues that they have more stress. And the more stressed you are, the more you eat. Right. (laughs) So I try to point out to the parents, don't try to scare your child into eating healthy. That has not worked for decades. What are you talking about? Let's not do that. Let's go on a health journey together. Let's not use fear tactics to make our children eat healthier. And also let's talk about destigmatizing the whole conversation, the whole weight issue. Let's focus, if your child is looking at herself in the mirror and saying, I don't like the way I look, and she's taking that on as a a flaw, as a personality flaw, point out to her that it is a condition, not a flaw, and that strong, healthy people can still struggle with their weight. Look at Lizzo, look at Oprah, look at all these really successful women who have been sharing their weight struggles. I mean, Oprah has been sharing it for well over 30 years and we've seen her go up and down, poor thing. And, And that doesn't mean she has a personality flaw. She's not weak. She's a very intelligent woman. So why is she struggling? Because this is a condition that many of us have to deal with. So if you bring it to your child's attention, that this issue you're struggling with does not reflect upon your abilities, nor your personality. It's just an issue. You're not a weak person, and you're just fine. All you need to do
0: is just deal with a few of the issues, for sure. And so you're helping them just kind of transform their their mindset, be more positive. And so, did you find that after you start talking to them, that then they do start opening up, and they just they're like, yes, it's like they get like that epiphany, like that light bulb moment going on.
1: You know, sometimes it takes a few visits, to be honest with you. Sometimes it is something that happens on the first visit, but I don't expect to change anyone's life with one conversation. Sometimes you get a light bulb moment and sometimes it takes repetition. And that's what we should all do in the, um, you know, in the professional community that we're in.
0: Oh, yes. it w- Wouldn't it be nice if we just took one conversation? <laughs> Well, we know that is not realistic and having that, having them understand that it is a journey and that just taking one day at a time, one step at a time. Absolutely. And and so when you're helping them address this, what are some of the techniques that you use with them? So I
1: love to talk to parents about um, not giving mixed messages. So a mixed message, for example, would be you go to the store and buy a big package of potato chips and then you tell your child not to eat it. So that's a mixed message. That's unfair to the child who cannot resist the things that they enjoy. So I try to help parents understand that their only role is to bring in healthy things to offer to their children and avoid the less healthy options, except for on special occasions. Absolutely, your child can have cake or ice cream and chips. It just shouldn't be in the house in abundance all the time. It should be a treat that you have once in a while. So that's one thing that I, that I help parents understand. And then once that light bulb goes up, they're like, oh, oh, I see. I shouldn't go to the big box stores and buy you know, 25 bags of chips and leave them in the house and expect my daughter to only eat one per week. I'm like, no, that's not doable. So that's one one thing that we usually work on. Another thing that we would usually work on is actually just to kind of normalize what healthy eating looks like, right? That healthy eating does not have to involve, it doesn't have to involve any specific food all the time. So a lot of, culturally, a lot of people wanna eat rice with every meal. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Have rice once a day. You don't have to have it every single meal. Um, and then they start to think, oh yeah, I do love my rice. Um, so just small little tweaks in their own number one mindset and in their own eating habits. A lot of kids love to come home from school and just once they're home, they just eat whatever's available because number one, they're tired, and number two, they're hungry. So we talk about that, those couple of after school hours and what should be available to the child for the after school hours. A healthy protein and a fruit that will keep them till dinner without having them go and grab more junk food. So we work on, okay, what do you enjoy eating? Would a peanut butter and jelly sandwich be healthier than the chips you're grabbing for,
0: et cetera. Oh yeah, those healthy habits, definitely. Yeah. So do you find that when they're talking to you, do they ever talk whenever they are expressing like with their body image, like any struggles that they are open with you about that maybe they're not exactly comfortable at that particular time talking to their parents?
1: That's right. A lot of kids I notice really wanna spare their parents. They love their parents and they know that their parents will get upset if they know how much they dislike their body. So they do share that with me that, that they hate the way they look in the mirror that they're not going to go to the pool all summer because they will not wear a bathing suit. Um, So they do share those things with me and I help to, I try anyway, I help to reset their, you know, their thought process that, you know, people's opinions are not facts. If someone says something to you that does not make that a fact, right? They can tell you, you have, you know, blue green hair. That doesn't mean that's the case. That's what I say to them. I'm like, Don't worry about people's opinions as much as about facts. The fact is, you know who you are. You're a healthy person. You're trying your best to be as healthy as possible, and you leave the rest alone. So we do talk a lot about body image. And to be honest, I do refer to mental health a lot because these can really cause depression, anxiety, social avoidance in this you know, 10 to 18 year old age group, which is really fragile. So I know a lot of your listeners are parents. So I'm hoping they're hearing me when I say use positive messages, use the word health journey instead of weight loss journey, help your child feel good about his or her body, and ask their permission before you come discuss it with the doctor. Because sometimes the, the kids are just so angry with the parents for bringing it up.
0: Oh yeah, I can imagine that. It's like it kind of, they're kind of caught off guard. Yeah, exactly, they're
1: caught off guard, and then
0: we start off on the wrong foot, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it, that would happen to anybody. If you even if we're like having a discussion, you were sitting at a table, and you'd be like, "Hey," and by you'd be like, "Wait, wait, did I tell you you can say that?" Yeah. Exactly. And so we definitely do have a lot of parents. So I, this is this, and that's why this topic is just so important because we want nothing but the best for our children. We do. And
1: I think as parents, we're all afraid. We're so scared of our children getting a deathly disease, but we don't, sometimes we don't remember that the worst thing we could do is actually make them feel bad about themselves because poor self-esteem is even bigger than most of the diseases out there for kids as an issue. So let's work on self-esteem just as hard as we do on a health journey.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That, because if your self-esteem is low, it it affects so much from your life, your personality. Sometimes you start feeling down about yourself. We do not want that.
1: Absolutely, yep,
0: yep. And so besides the parents, you know, asking first, giving permission to talk to you, what are some things they could do at home for them to implement?
1: Yeah. I mean, make it easy is the answer, right? Make it easy to move, not necessarily to exercise. So um, if you are, you know, out with your family, don't take the elevator or escalator, take the stairs altogether. Um, Again, what's available in your home is the best solution to this problem, right? Please bring in things that you know are healthier. Don't bring in a bunch of processed food, even if it says low fat, low sugar, right? Yeah. right? The healthier options always have no, no labels on them. You know what I mean? Fruits and vegetables, no labels. Just buy things <laughs> with as few ingredients as possible. Um, and those are the ones you should have them around. And then just make activity fun. Don't call it exercise to a 10-year-old because they're going to give you the eye roll immediately. <laughs> you say, we're going on a walk And we're going to be searching for this specific bird or this specific rock. Or if you help me find this particular object, you know, we can make this out of it, right? So just motivate your child to move. Make it a positive way to motivate. Don't use fear to make your child change their eating habits. Like if you don't do this, you're going to get diabetes and have this and that happen to you. Don't do that. Children do not work well with fear, not long term.
0: Yes, I've actually I've definitely seen that when um a lot of people in your home maybe are have an illness and, you, and then then the children automatically see that and then you put in that putting that on top of them as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: And all parents are doing this with absolute love in their hearts, right? right? Yes. None of none of these parents are trying to hurt their children in any way. So no guilt required if you've done this, mom and dad. I've done it myself, um, but I've learned. So we're all here to learn. We're here on this earth to learn what to do, what not to do, and let's just figure it out together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody's doing anything on purpose. I know because I talk about health all the time. I know my son is young and he like hears it like all the time and he'll like be asking me questions. So I try my... I try my best to just talk to him and be honest with it without him getting like overwhelmed with all the choices he's making. But I do feel like sometimes he like he'll automatically like make a choice, but I don't require him to eat this or to eat that. So hope, try my best to make sure he does not grow up with any kind of internal issues or anything like that, you know? Exactly. And so is there anything else you can think that that would just benefit us as moms, you know, when, cause we just love our children so much. What is like when it like something gold that you could give us? The biggest point in my opinion
1: is that your voice will be in your child's head forever. Okay. Whatever you're saying to them repeatedly is what they're going to remember even after you're gone. So if it's a positive message about their health, their self-worth, regardless of their weight or shape, then that's what's going to be in their head forever. And they're going to love you even after you're gone for saying that to them and making them feel good. So don't forget the importance of your voice and that it is
0: long lasting. Yes, yes. Because we are just the most, the powerful vessels in their life for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't you have your parents voice in your own head at times?
0: Oh yes. Even when it's not supposed to be there, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Exactly my point. (laughs) <laughs> exactly my point. So just, we're try, we're all trying our best and none of us are perfect parents. But as a parent, understand that if you use the right words all the time, or most of the time, I should say with your children, they will appreciate it and they will repeat it to their own children.
0: Now, when there comes a time when there is, because of their weight being one of the factors as they do wind up coming up with an illness, How do you think it's best to address that so that they don't feel bad about themselves?
1: So there is something that is wrong in your body when you cannot control your appetite. It's not a personality flaw. It's a physical condition. So you address it from that point of view. You take the blame off, right? You didn't do this on purpose to yourself. And then you go about addressing you know, the issue, whether it's diabetes or high blood pressure or any other of the many conditions that can occur because of weight. Um, And often, actually, if the child looks, if I show, let's say, a 15-year-old their own lab work, right, and I show them last year's versus this year's, and they can see that their cholesterol level has changed, has gone up. They can see that their hemoglobin A1c, which you know can diagnose prediabetes, has gone up. And then I say to them, "Let's talk about your diet." And they say, "You know what? It's it's those Wendy runs at midnight." Sometimes I say, "Oh wow, okay. Well, there's evidence here. In the past year, you've been doing Wendy runs at midnight, and here is what has happened." And they often say, "Oh wow." That's pretty cool. Maybe I should not do those runs anymore at midnight. And, and so they make small changes, you know, for themselves.
0: Absolutely. Ah, I love it all. Love it. So thank you, Noha. And please tell everybody how we can get in touch with you. Cause I know people are just loving this. Thank you for having me. Um, I would love it if people would contact
1: me. Uh, Progressive Pediatrics is the name of my um practice. So progressivepediatrics.com is the website. And on top of our website, there are links to our YouTube channel. There's LinkedIn also. So if anyone needs a good speaker at an event, whether it's virtual or in person, I'd love to do that. Contact me on LinkedIn or via the um, the website. And on the website, there's of course our phone number, email address, etc.
0: Amazing. Thank you. And you're also doing telehealth as well as I am. Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for such a blessing to have you on. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for the great questions. Love it. All right. Bye, Noha. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for coming by. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform. And also don't forget to leave a written review as well as share this episode. That's how we spread the message.